It's over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Now we've got our backs against the wall. We're going to fight. And we're going to fight hard. It's going to be a do or die effort. It's going to be a determined bit. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. And the western suburbs erupt. So Frank Gokopso in Brunswick and Putzgrave. If I see one bloke walk out of here, there's a pat the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land, the House of Sin and Studios Stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of the Kennel Cough my name is Neil Felton. I'm joined by Caleb Scanlon, who has a special story oh. about a certain number 14 to start off this 14th would be, episode. Would he be the most iconic number 14? Luke Darcy um, presented his worn pair of socks to me one game down at Cardinia Park, early 2000s. Wow. I still have them, um, and I text my mum this morning asking you... for her to send me a picture of the photo. Okay. Do you sleep with them <laughs> under your pillow? Uh, I might have for a couple of weeks, but not anymore, unfortunately. Mm, fake fan. Yeah. You no, caught Luke, me out there. <laughs> Luke Darcy um, was my favourite player when he was playing because he is obviously tall and, like, as a awkward sort of tall kid, that was very inspiring. And also we have the same birthday. Oh, So awesome. I was, like, saw a lot of myself in Luke Darcy as a kid. So, yeah, he was my fave. I wish Always. I had his socks. Well, he stands up for us as well, and he's in the commentary box. Yeah. Um, and people he's in our little intro. Yeah, people don't like him as a commentator so much. I've seen some um, uh, un- not unsavory comments, but not favorable comments to Luke online, but he can't do any wrong in my eyes. What do you reckon? What I don't feel like I'm obviously biased, but I don't understand where the criticism comes from from Luke. There's Darcy. a lot worse. There's yeah, a exactly. lot worse than him. Must be hard being a commentator. Like, you literally cannot win unless you're Dennis Cometti or Anthony Hudson. Yeah, basically. And I'm, I, I'm probably guilty of it as well. I just bring down commentators because I can. But, That's yeah, true. everyone just has a whack at commentators. Luke Darcy's probably one of my favourites. Yeah, I think he would work well if they had, like, a better commentary team around him. Yeah. And then he was, like, the ex-player who could... Because I think his insight's pretty good. I think he asks reasonable questions. But mm. Can't, can't please everybody. He's doing his best. So it is episode 14, and as we do at the start of every episode, we'll start with the headlines. Oh, I had an idea, actually, for headlines. Ooh. Pup dates. I like it. Thank yep. you. I thought of that on the train. That's good. Uh, so first pup date. Thanks. Yep, rolls off the tongue. It does. Um, it was in The Age, uh, written by John Pierrick, um, and it was all about... Uh, Johannesson talking about how the Bulldogs leadership group has let the team down. Um, what was your take on this article? Do you think it was like just Johannesson reading into the media too much? Like the dogs? Yeah, I think it was in his um, press conference, I think, for the Harmony game, which we're going to talk about later. But um, yeah, so it's saying about how the leadership group this year had not provided the on-field drive required. This group comprises skipper Easton Wood, who's been who is injured now, has been injured. Mm-hmm. I mean, arguably he hasn't been playing that well, but they did try him as a forward, which I still don't understand. Um, Vice-captain Mark Spontempelli, um, who's been... I think he's been good, but he has been like on an, under an injury cloud as well. Lucky Hunter, who's just been accumulating, like normal Jack Redpath injured, Jordan Roughhead, um, who hasn't been performing particularly well, and Johannesson, who I think has been actually playing pretty well. Probably looking at that, the only person I'm like, yeah, true, is Ruffy. Yep. I didn't expect him to have a drop-off this season, which is a shame. Um, there's, like, talk of him being trade bait and things like that, which is really upsetting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I suppose you have to you have to blame something. Like, you have to put it on something. And it's true. Like, I have seen, like, watching particularly, like, last week's game, and it was like, who stood up? It was, like, Ed Richards, who's played mm. one, like... Yeah, 19-year-old. Yeah, 10 games, 18 even. 18, really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. So, um, 
a baby boy. You know what I mean? So I, I can see where he's coming from with that. And it has been disappointing. But I think it is hard when you also have a, a young leadership group. Like, mm-hmm. there's no elder statesman in that. Yeah. None of them are dads. So they don't have <laughs> yeah, that... Good point. You know how footy players are like, yeah, footy was my life. Then I had my gorgeous... <laughs> little baby boy put it all into perspective yeah put it all into perspective and now I feel like my footy is better than ever we don't have any dads in the leadership group because we're not old enough to be dads um, the next pup date was uh, yes. yeah working it's good um, was from SEN and it was Bob Murphy explaining <clears throat> the issues the dogs have faced psychologically since 2016 and he used the metaphor of um, uh, clubs like Hawthorne Sydney and Geelong uh, they may climb a mountain to get to the premiership, and when, once they get that premiership, they think, where's the next mountain to climb? Whereas with the Bulldogs, it was like landing on the moon. Um, you're trying to get there, and then all of a sudden, the rocket goes a lot quicker a lot quicker than what it was going, and you make it. So, interesting anal- it's uh, an metaphor. It's an analogy we can all relate to. I right? mean, I personally have rocket. climbed so many mountains <laughs> and been to the moon a number of times. <laughs> No, but, like, you can understand what he's saying. And it makes sense. Like, we weren't expecting it. It's like, oh, yeah, man, yeah. like, this happened a lot earlier than we anticipated and now we're kind of, like, on the decline. Um, it's just, like, nothing has happened the way it was planned, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the plan was that either this year or next year we would, even the year before, not 2016, yeah. win the flag or at least be playing finals. Um, so that makes sense. And I think it's hard... And you're just kind of like all over the shop and everything. But I mean, that's interesting. And I think I it's in, like I liked how we talked about the psychological stuff because there's a lot of the time it's like, oh, this person isn't performing, this person isn't performing, this person isn't performing, but why? You know what I mean? They're not just going to just stop because it, like who would choose? That's why I don't get the whole beat up on a lot of our players because it's like who would choose to just be like, you know what? I'm not going to take that mark. Like, yeah. I'm not going to run for that ball. Like, you know what I mean? There has to be a reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's interesting. And like Bob was saying as well, that I start to get the sense there'll be a fair bit of list change, but I think it's the more, I think it's more the psychological of when the club was in crisis and there was a sense of urgency because of how dire things were at the end of 2014. So like the 2014 um, flag... I mean, sorry, what am I saying? 2016 flag was not that far away from 2014. And so it's kind of like, oh, man, like, we're in, like, literally, like, crisis mode. Yeah. Then we were in, like, this is the best day of my life mode. Mm -hmm. And now we're back to, like, not crisis mode, but I think that because we were in it so, like, recently, it's really easy for it to get kind of twisted Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, that was a blip, blah, 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 blah. But it, and it kind of was a blip, but at the end of the day, like, it still happened. And so we've kind of gone from rock bottom to, you know, we've landed on the moon and now we're coming right down and I've pulled out my headphones doing <laughs> a cool rocket gesture. But, very, good, um, uh, very good animation with the hands there. Thank I- you. I'm just trying to get my point across because I feel like I can't do it in words. Um, okay, I've cooked the headphones, but that's, that's all right. We soldier on. I like your point that you make about <laughs> um, n- no player is going to consciously make the effort of being like getting complacent like no western bulldogs players go out there going i'm not going to chase for that um 50 50 ball and yeah. i f- feel like um that's a very good segue into the next pop date which was adam cooney kind of having a dig at tom boyd running out of credits Coons, is what he said what are you doing mate yeah i um he's started his own on the couch or something like that during games it's oh like, i don't even know man uh, half time they get him up as like a couch update and oh, it's yeah. meant to be like a bit of banter but um, yeah I was really surprised that he decided to Did have a dig. Did he run out of things to say? <laughs> yeah sounds like a very shock jock thing to say um, particularly having a go at Boyd who for me and I know a lot of other people watching the game would have been pretty happy with Boyd's performance didn't accumulate disposals had nine touches but had 31 hit outs which was most impressive and I thought he like against Paddy Ryder who was yes. last year's All-Australian Ruckman uh, seemed to win a lot of the hitouts, which was yeah. awesome. Yeah, when I was watching the game, I didn't necessarily think like, oh, like Ryder is dominating, which no. I assumed would happen. Like he was obviously better. Like I'm not going to say Tom Boyd was better <laughs> than Paddy Ryder, but I, it wasn't as like bad as it was. And I think, like I hate it that they always bring up 
his contract because if it wasn't for his contract, no one would talk about him. He'd be like, oh, he's a server super player. Would be nice if he could take a few more marks, but I can see that Spot he's on. like going between the ruck and the forward because he is a big body and he is tall, so it makes sense to get him in the ruck. It gets him into the game as well, particularly when we're not playing that well. If the ball isn't getting down, all you're doing is standing around in the forward line, like freaking out, waiting for the ball to come. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as well, the other thing is when you sign up players or like any player... You're taking a risk because you don't know what's going to happen to them. You know what I mean? Like, you pay them money or you take them with a potential draft, like with a certain draft pick, and it is a, it is like a chance and it's an investment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to stay at the club now. We invested in him. Um, it's like literally any business. You know what I mean? And Correct. sure, maybe like we wouldn't have paid him that much, but like who knows what would have happened anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the butterfly effects. Like if we didn't get him, would we have been in the grand final? Would we have won? Exactly. Is it worth that much money? L- probably yes, because we made so much money, like the club, from the premiership. It's not the end of the world that we're spending all this money on Boyd. Well, I was, I have been loosely following the World Cup and Australia played France on, um, it was last Saturday night, and listening to them talk about what some of those French soccer players are being paid um, in the European leagues, it puts it all into perspective, like... Okay, Tom Boyd's on a million a year, but it's not that much compared <laughs> it's to other nothing sports. compared to what some of the soccer players are, pay- are getting paid. And yeah, who's to say that in five, ten years' time, football players uh, aren't like aren't getting uh, aren't getting paid? Not obviously as much as soccer players, but I feel like the trajectory is heading that way. That yeah, they're just going to keep getting and paid like more inflation, and more. Et cetera, exactly. But like <laughs> economics. Um, but then I was also thinking. Um, listening to Josh Shackey speak about the influence that Tom Boyd's had on him. Tom Boyd obviously going through a very tough year last year, um, yes, having to take time thing. off with mental health. He's been able to use that um, to not, I wouldn't say uh, mentor Josh Shackey, but Josh Shackey has come out and he said um, he's like fully credited Tom Boyd with helping him settle into his new home at the Western Bulldogs and yeah. in very similar situations with having a lot of media um, spotlight and a lot of pressure from the media being a key positional uh, to perform and I think it's fantastic that one, we've got Tom Boyd at the club yeah, and two, he now like he's like he's helping out a Josh A really Hackey. nice person and I think that that goes a lot further as well. Like I would rather, not necessarily like rather have somebody who is underperforming but a nice person who brings other people into it and it helps other people play better than someone like, I don't know, like Taylor Walker, who's had all this controversy aimed at him because he has this really weird style of guidance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would yep. rather have a Tom Boyd who is a bit more, like, like sensitive and, like, that's not a bad... Like, being... Like, that's the other thing is that they still... With, the, like, the old boys of footy, like, they don't get that, like, being sensitive is not a bad thing. Mm. And, like, they don't understand as well... Um how hard it is to go through, like, the mental health stuff. And you're not, like, you can't, like, who knows, like, how he feels day to day. And having all this stuff aimed at you as well probably doesn't help, like, all this sort of pressure. Like, like taking a, like, it took a couple of, like, months out, stuff like that. Like, I just don't get why you would bother using your platform to talk about people like that. Yeah. And it's obvious that they don't understand, um like, mental health stuff at all. Um, And I think that's really disappointing. And it's disappointing from Adam Cooney as well, being, like, recently a player. He knows the pressures that you go under. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and he was a Brownlow medalist that just, like, dropped off in form like crazy. I mean, because he was injured. Yeah, that chronic knee injury, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand why he doesn't look at Tom Boyd and be like, oh, he played so well. And then he also, like... I mean, you could label, like, mental illness as a chronic condition as well. Like, that was harder to come back from as well like you're in your head all the time mm-hmm. like you can't I don't understand why people just can't like take a step back and be like oh you know like he did play really well and he has the potential like why don't we build him up to get him back there instead of being like why aren't you doing this all the time like I don't know probably because he like publicly came out and was like I'm not coping like it's not rocket surgery like you just all you have to be is like all right cool that sounds good I hope he gets back to his best form. Right. Like, there's no... Like, I don't understand what's so fun about sitting on the outer. I'm in a really bad mood today, I've realised. But, like, sitting on the outer and just, like, launching at a 22-year-old bloke who has come out and said he has depression. Like, where... Like, what do you go home at night and you're like, hey, I had a really good day today. (laughs) Like, 
I like took a like just took aim at, at a twenty two year old boy, like who has struggled with like the pressures of football. Like mm-hmm. what's fun? I don't know. Disappointed. I love Adam Cooney, but I'm very disappointed in that. Not happy. Fair enough. Um, trying to find some good pop dates. Yes. Yeah, so Do you want to jump? We'll talk about Dale Morris. Um, went on AFL on the mark last night. Yeah. This is a positive. This is a nice show. If you haven't, if you've got um, Fox Footy and you haven't watched On the Mark, go back and watch it. Well, like I know the, all the episodes. They're good. Yeah, there Jeff was one Stoke with was on Stewie Crammery, which yeah. is really good. Um, him opening up about um, missing out on the grand Lord final. Lot of ex like. Bulldogs players. Yeah, Travis yeah. Stewie Crammery, Kirby Stevens was on there. Oh, awesome. Uh, I haven't seen the Kirby Stevens one. I'll have to catch up on yeah. that. But and this like, one. Oh, sorry, oh, you sorry, go. I just want to say, like, as well, like, as a female in like the football space it is nice to have a show with three female presenters that's not about AFLW because yeah. I mean AFLW is great obviously but there's so like you don't want to have to corner like women off to talk about the women's footy and then men off to talk about the men's footy mm-hmm. and I think it is um, it's nice because when I saw they were all hosting a show together like Nerley Meadows Sarah Jones and Kelly Underwood I was like oh is this like another AFLW show yeah. but it's not and that's exciting Definitely. Um, the article talks about uh, Morris, the impact of his 2011 leg break that he had um, and how that was potentially related to the premature birth of his child, Charlie. Um, and it just shows, I think the thing I took away from it is just like how much Dale Morris has gone through as a player. Yeah. He uh, lists all of his injuries. So um, broke his leg twice broke his back, which we all know he played through the grand final with, broke his arm and recently partially tore his ACL. So hasn't been smooth sailing for Dale Morris, but um, gosh, he'll go down as one of like the best Western Bulldogs players. Oh yeah, for sure. There should be some kind of like AFL wide award named after him. Mm, Like the, what, do you know who we name our most courageous player award after? Is it Tony Liberatore or is that our best first year player? I can't remember, but the, I don't know if the AFLPA one. Oh yeah, yeah. Has one, but they should name it after Dalmoris because I will riot for. Oh, it's Robert Rose. Okay, well everyone can. <laughs> Robert fight Rose, me. Yeah. <laughs> come and fight Neve. <laughs> yeah, do it. I will fight Show for Dalmoris's honour. Um, but no, it was a it was a good article. I haven't read, I haven't watched the episode yet, but I'm waiting for them to stream it online because I don't have Fox Footy. Yeah. Well, sorry that I am a little bit bourgeois in that, but <laughs> yeah, but I thought that it was wasn't intended to be a dig at you. Sorry, that's Nate. okay. It's fine. I've, I'm got tough skin. I'm as <laughs> tough as Dale Morris. So, but I thought it was yeah because his his sons don't want to play footy because oh. quote footy hurts dad, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. So Charlie's taken up taekwondo instead yep, of footy. Good choice though. I don't want to do footy because footy hurts dad. Taekwondo is good. I mean. Surely there'd be more injuries in Taekwondo. You're literally fighting someone. Um, yeah, my dad pulled his hamstring real bad doing Taekwondo because I held the mitt too high. We stood <laughs> together. It's actually really cute. Um, we got our black belts together. So. Sick. Um, so, well, that's the thing. If Charlie wants a Taekwondo tutor, <laughs> please, Dal Boris, hit me up. Um, I'd love to help your family in any way. You bring this up because you just... Of twice this episode asked people to come and fight you. Yeah, it's basically, like, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Come and fight me because I am a Taekwondo black belt. <laughs> but um, yeah, you can you can get injured uh, pretty bad. I saw a brother sister have a fight in like a spot, like they were sparring, um, and one of them kicks the other one in the head. Um, I've said, yeah, people do their hamstrings, things like that, but it's not. I would say, I'm trying to think. Did I ever get injured in Taekwondo? I don't think I ever got injured. I've been injured in basketball and footy, but not taekwondo. So yeah, maybe right. it is there safer. There you go. Okay. But um, he'll get tough, and then he can come back to footy, and we can draft him. So <laughs> it's fine. He can just be a designated brawler. Yeah, exactly. That's what the, that's what we need. Let's talk about the VFL women's on the weekend because they got the win, which is awesome news. Um, not only for the VFL women's, but um, just for the club as, as a whole. That was the first win for the club ever, which is historic. They flogged. Williamstown at Henry Turner Reserve by 56 points. And Alyssa Mifsud kicked four goals in her first game of the season. Jess Frankie kicked five. I thought she kicked three. Did uh, I read that wrong? I'm just reading off the VFL women's report. Okay. Oh. Yeah, four goals. Frankie kicked five. Ignore me, sorry. <laughs> and yeah, it was their highest score for the season, which five is outstanding. Five, zero. 
Whew. So unless she kicks some out of bounds in the full, <laughs> I reckon she's the most accurate player um, at the Bulldogs' <laughs> entire club right now. So congratulations to Frankie. Um, Naomi Ferris, yeah, 18 disposals. Um, so she's coming along well. Um, and I thought it was funny that Jenna Brutton, Western Bulldogs Premiership player, now Williamstown player and North, North AFLW yeah. player, um, got 27, which was the highest disposal. So um, Williamstown had the, I think it was like 27 and two Brutton and then two other players with 25 had the most disposals. Our highest was Lachland with 19, um, but we still managed to come away with the wins. So obviously, um at least one of our clubs can convert. One yeah. of our teams, sorry, can convert from inside 50s is what I'm gathering from that. <laughs> and this week um, on Saturday, they're going to play Casey all the way out in Casey Fields. Um, Casey aren't travelling very well as well this season. They've only got the one win. so Also against Williamstown. Oh, so they beat Williamstown. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. They've got a lower percentage than us. And they've also had the bye last week. And then before that, everybody had the bye for Queen's birthday. <laughs> so they haven't played in two weeks. Um, so do you think? Do you take that as they have fresh legs, or they've just forgotten how to play football, so they're going to be rusty as? I'm hoping we've got the momentum. Yeah, I like it. That's what I'm hoping for, but who knows? Like, I honestly don't know anything about football anymore. I don't uh, know if I knew anything to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the Port Adelaide game on Thursday night. Feels like it was ages ago because we are recording this on a Thursday. Yeah. Feels like it was a week ago. Um, uh, well. <laughs> Um, it was an interesting game because Luke Beveridge was obviously very proud of the group after the game. We suffered what seemed like 22 injuries on the night. But um, the end score, 132-75. to 75. We fought our way back after a pretty dismal first quarter. Yeah, that was um, interesting, that first quarter. Very interesting. But um, shining lights, Ed Richards kicking three goals by half time was I thought outstanding. Marcus Bontempelli looked amazing and even when he hyperextended his leg I thought, oh, that makes sense. We got it like this night couldn't get any worse. Yeah, Bont- yeah. Bont- when it happened I was knee. like, Yep, cool. Um he's Sunny's ACL. Like I'm gonna go to sleep now. <laughs> I'm cry myself to sleep in the next room. But um yeah, look, it could have been worse because the first quarter was so bad. Um Look, I really don't. I think... Um, <laughs> I've in- run out of things to say <laughs> about the Bulldogs losing. True. Uh, coaches award votes. Crozier got two, which is good. And the Bont got the single vote. Um, one thing I did want to touch on was I thought um, some of the umpiring decisions, like there were a couple of soft frees in that first half. And I was just thinking like, come on, like... We're not going to win this oh, game. Oh, that Toby McLean one that he yeah. got cleaned up and it was like free kick, Robbie Gray. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I was going to have nightmares about holding no Port Adelaide. I was like, Even <laughs> wake like up in the middle of the night. Looking after the key forwards, um, there was like Charlie Dixon got a few absolute oh, charity Charlie goals. Charlie Dixon is not that good. <laughs> I refuse to. He's like the evil Justin Westhoff. Yeah, Justin okay. Westhoff Just, is a better player. And I feel like Justin Westhoff doesn't get as much love as Charlie Dixon and probably deserves a little bit more. I reckon at Port he might. Do. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but let's talk about Ed Richards because he was a shining light um, and we have made it known that we are huge fans on this show. Oh. Do you prefer him as a halfback? Do you prefer him as a forward? Or do you see him moving somewhere into the ruck now that he's kicked three goals? Oh, good one. Very hey. funny. That's a good joke. We need to add some like canned laughter in that. Just <laughs> It's a sad one. (laughs) (laughs) Or just crickets or something like that. Yeah, choose something. Um, Yeah, look, if he can play forward, if he kicks goals, put him forward because no one else is bloody kicking him. So stick him forward, half back. I don't know. He's good. He's got some run. He's good under pressure. Mm. Um, And he's always, he lays good tackles as well. So like some forward pressure would be good. Um, Now that Tory Dixon is injured as well just like every other player on our list. Like, there is room for that, like, small yeah. forward um, kind of nimble nimble guy. Yeah. Nimble nimble Ed. And can know. kick him. Like, kick that oh, barn from the pocket. Oh, each one was, was harder amazing. than the last one. Yeah. And I was like, it's because he hasn't been at the club that long, um, so he hasn't got all the bad hasn't habits. Hasn't got the bad habits, fair enough. That they're obviously teaching them down <laughs> there. So, um, look, I'm, I was so happy. I, I'm such a fan like a borderline 
like gonna make a t-shirt with his face on it sort of thing there's what? an idea kennel cough merch and it's just nice Richard's face yeah t-shirt. i might look into that after the after we record this um another player that i was very happy with was uh zane cordy came back into zeus, the, zeus. as you referred to hey. him last week um Came back into the team, was it last? Yeah, he came back in after his delayed concussion. and mm. um, Yeah, and the buying stuff. Yeah, I thought he played well. Had 101 Supercoach points. Um, took a couple of marks. He took six marks. But, yeah, he's grown a lot and he's still really, really young. So he's going to yeah, become exactly. like, I don't know, he's going to be like a pillar in our back line for very long. Um, other- like an ancient Greek pillar that maybe oh. Zeus... I didn't even... Yeah, that's... The pillars... Um, yep. I see what you're saying. If you imagine... I'm imagine what you put down. a ruin, an gr- ancient Greek ruin, and you're like, oh my God, what's that? It's a pillar. And who's hiding behind it? It's the same Zeus Cordy, because this is <laughs> my Greek-themed analogy. I thought that was going to be funnier and more that sensible good. than it was, but... I liked it. I'm going to um, draw a picture cool. of it. So just stay tuned for that. Aaron, Aaron Norton has re-signed, which is some very good news. But I wanted to talk about this because mm-hmm. re-signed till the end of, was it 2021? 20? Yeah, sure. Don't, yeah, sure me. <laughs> I'm shrugging my shoulders off here. I don't know. Um, he re-signed. Yeah, but I, for not that long, he only put one more oh, really? year on his contract. Yeah. My theory is... PR? No, that he backs himself to be real good and get a fat contract from um, West Coast or Frio. Oh, that's my. I mean, hopefully he stays. Like, hopefully we show some <laughs> promise to him that he will have a successful career as a Western Bulldog. But yeah, I re- he's he's smart. He's I don't know who his manager is, but uh, I found right. it now. So Norton has penned a two-year extension. So it's two years on top of until the end of twenty twenty. Yep. So yeah, it's not locking away, locking him away forever. But yeah, hopefully he doesn't go put, back. Put on some kegs, play a few good games. Did you say that thing? And did, demand a fat contract. Maybe you even sent it to me. There was like in the West Australian Herald or something about Adam Chera returning for. Um, it was like a whisper that Aaron Norton was going to return in twenty twenty for Adam Chera. Like in a straight swap, it was stupid. I think it was just like really no, I didn't send that to you. Sounds like something I. I probably I think I got tagged in it, um, and they're like, "Hey, you should put this guy in your nuffies." Um, straight swap. Where's Adam Sheriff from? Melbourne, I assumed. <laughs> Guess so. Um, future stars did a little bit of a clip on. Yeah, speak, um, speaking of predicting teams and future stars like Aaron Norton. Mm-hmm. It was Boomer Harvey and Nathan Brown and they were talking about who we could potentially target in the off-season. I'll give you one they should go for. Scott Lysette from West Coast. Out of contract, like second man at the Eagles behind Nick Matt. I'd be going hard after Braden Proust as well. Proust, yeah, yep. he's not getting a game. I, mean, it's lo- I like Lysette because they need a ready raid, ready-made ruckman to come in, play that crash-bash role, and then um, English can take over in a couple of years. So I really like that. Red Pass um, is out another six weeks with an injury. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, so he, he won't be winning the goal <laughs> kick. <laughs> because, obviously, um, Cam Guthrie and little brother Zach Guthrie, baby Guthrie. Um, he looks so young. I love him so much. If we weren't going to get Cam Guthrie, I would want to get Zach Guthrie because he looks just like a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. Right. I think he would bring a youthful... Um, exuberance to the club. Oh, nice. Also, he dressed as an Oz kicker for Mad Monday, and I thought that was really funny because he looks like one. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to the point. Cam <laughs> Guthrie, re-signs. We're not getting him. Damn. All power to him. Love that job security. Wish I could get a slice of that, but... um. Well, so Scott Lysett <laughs> is the one that they reckon. Yeah. We'll come to the dogs. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about him. He's he, a ruckman. Yep, he's a ruckman. Um, plays second fiddle to Nick Nat. Damn. As does everybody in that side. Yep. Um, could use him. Yeah, I'll take him. Take him, yeah. I, f- I find <laughs> it interesting, not many, obviously, just in general, not many people talk about the Western Bulldogs because we're not seen as a destination club, but I wonder whether... We were for a hot minute there. Yeah, there was like that one year. But um, whether, whether either of the McGovern's might come to the Dogs. I don't know. That's just my optimistic um, trade. Yeah, you'd like a Kathy. McGovern? I don't know. I like Mitch McGovern. I think every time we play Adelaide, he seems to take some really nice marks. He does take nice and marks. And I've got Jeremy McGovern in my super coach, and he's a consistent scorer. He is. He's a, they seem funny as well. 
Do they? Yeah, I don't know. They um when Mitch McGovern, maybe it was when he played his first game. Yeah, I think it was because um Jeremy McGovern put on Instagram like, I'm so proud of you with your first game. Also, here's a picture of your first poo. <laughs> so get them both, you know. Yeah. Just get a package deal or something. No, apparently McGovern's going to Sydney or something. Ah, uh, damn. Allegedly. Or maybe he'll stay at West Coast. I don't understand why you wouldn't just stay at West Coast, to be honest, because they look pretty good. Mm. Um, you wanted to know whether the players still wear their Lycra shirt when they train. Yeah, the Domestique Award. Domestique Award. It's from the Tour de France. Right. Um, so it's like wearing the yellow jersey? No, it's oh, no, it's not, Caleb. <laughs> I, was, I don't speak French. <laughs> yeah, just Google it, man. So you go to Domestique, Domestique. Um, Tour de France. Tour de France. And it'll show you. See, in road Le- bicycle racing, a domestique is a rider who works for the benefit of his team and leader, rather than trying to win the race. In French, domestique translates as servant. There you go. So, there you go. Um, and we used to do the thing where um, the best trainer of the week would wear... Because when they... Because um, you know how they do that bike ride up Great Ocean Road or King Lake? Yeah. Um, whichever one. There's a picture of Bevo pick. like doing it as well. Yeah, yeah, Amazing. and they wear the the spotty. It's white and it's got red spots on it. Mm-hmm. And the best trainer, I don't, I think this was in 2016 they did it. And the best trainer for the week at the club would wear it under their. I assume they washed it, which they <laughs> but they would wear it like to train because it was like you have been training the best, and because you know it's a rider who works for the benefit of his team, not for himself. Yep. Or herself, if you're talking about road basketball racing. Mm-hmm. So, um, are you suggesting that maybe if they haven't, yeah, I want to know if they're still it. doing it because I haven't seen any pictures of it, and I'm like, is mm, that true? Have, was that a conscious decision to stop doing it? Did they just do it for a year? Does anybody have any information about the domestic thing? Yeah, if anyone's been to one of their open trainings and have yeah. seen it, is uh, it framed now? Like, was it like did it get ret- did, was the domestic Guernsey <laughs> retired? Like I've, I want to know. Maybe like Matty Boyd had it in the last round, and then he retired. And no one just bothered to chase it up. Yeah, with him. true. Who knows? That's that. You spot on. <laughs> we do the same thing at our hockey club, but we give it to like um, the tool of the week, just the person that's done the stupidest thing throughout the week. Oh yeah. I'm gonna bring it up. Do you get up. it a lot then? Uh, no, because I'm the fines <laughs> master, so I can just avoid all fines. <laughs> but oh. I'm gonna bring it up time and be like, ah, so uh, this is now being called the domestique. Yeah. See. And it's employ a bit of French. Yeah, people think I'm really... Bit um, of culture? Really cultured and smart and cosmopolitan. Mm. Uh, the other... Well, this was a bit of a news headline, but the dogs... Uh, it was related a, to team galvanisation. Yeah, they did a bit of a soul-searching session down at... Um, well, which beach was it? It was Brighton. Brighton Bright- Beach. Brighton. On Brighton. the coldest morning of the year, Tuesday morning, yep. I went down to the beach. Yeah, Melbourne was the coldest major city in the world. I, s- I read that. Um, and they went down to Brighton Beach. So that wouldn't have been... I don't think no there would have been too many other people having a swim with them. No. Apparently, players converged on a dark Brighton beach in the early Ooh. hours. That sounds um, similar to something that Adelaide might do in their off-season. Yeah, I wonder if they played the North Melbourne team. <laughs> I just, yeah, in a soul-searching beach session. Had people chase them throughout the beach like uh, Adelaide did. Yeah, but, like, there's where are the picks? Like, picks or it didn't happen. Mm. AFL.com.au's Mitch Cleary. Like, how do you know, man? What were you <laughs> yeah. doing at Brighton Beach? Right? He's probably, like, staking Something out Bevo's ass. house. Just, like, <laughs> Bevo, like, longboards down to the beach and stuff. Interesting that you would pick Brighton. Yeah, like Williamstown's Beach just is just down, just down the, road. the road. Literally, get on Williamstown Road and go down there. Yeah, interesting. Why would you pick Brighton? Aspirational? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Any Brighton, Brighton. Um, this was a very interesting stat that you picked up um, through a Twitter handle, Sir Swamp Thing. Yep. So if you're on Twitter, you've probably seen his quirky stats before. He always comes out with some good ones. Swamp on Twitter. And there's 1,423 games for the Bulldogs, obviously, named on this week's injury list, and 1,324. So, um, quick maths, that's 99 games less? Yep. Cool. Very good. Um, not na- so, not named on this week's injury list. So, we have more experience on our injury list than we do on our main health list. What, do you, what would you call it? Um yeah, I don't know. An Availability about, list? Available list? Yeah, yeah, available list. That sounds good. Um, so that was uh, 
jarring. Yeah, big time. Disappointing. One thousand four hundred and twenty-three games. Like people, like yeah, that's significant. Yeah. And of that, as we mentioned earlier, Jack Redpath on that list hasn't played a whole lot of games, but yeah, exactly. a lot of leadership as well. So, yeah. Spiritual well. leader. Which segues nicely into our medical report. Dale Morris is making fantastic recovery following his arthroscope that repaired the meniscus in his knee. We're going to work through a process with Dale this week and be really objective to make sure he's ready to return to play. We hope to come up with a clear timeline of that in the next couple of days. Matt Suckling has suffered some ongoing Achilles soreness since a round nine Adelaide game in the wet. We've made the most of the mid-season break to take some load out of his Achilles. At this stage, we're getting him back into some training and we're going to monitor his Achilles really closely to make sure it's tolerating those loads. We'll make a decision on Matt's return to play in the next couple of days. Aaron Norton's had a really good block of training over the last three weeks since we managed him from his ankle injury and minor quad tightness. At this stage, he's going to come back into full training this week and if he ticks all of our boxes, he will return to availability this weekend. Easton Wood was involved in an incident on the weekend where he was running at full speed and then tripped over someone's leg. This caused him to land awkwardly and overstretch his hamstring. This mechanism has caused a high-grade hamstring injury. At this stage, we're going to manage Easton conservatively, but expect him to still miss the next 10 to 12 weeks. Lucas Webb was involved in a tackle on the weekend where he broke a small bone in his thumb. He did get through the game, but this bone did require surgery when we got back to Melbourne. At this stage, he's coming really well following the operation, but we still expect him to miss the next three weeks of footy. In the final minutes of the second quarter on the weekend, Jackson McRae went to do a sprint and basically felt some awareness in the upper part of his hamstring. Our clinical test at halftime did show us that he might have a low-level strain there. Then when we fitness tested him after the break, he could not get to full speed and he did have some pain when he went to sprint. MRI has since confirmed that he does have a low-grade hamstring injury and that he's probably going to miss the next three weeks. Toby was involved in a collision early in the game on the weekend where he hurt his shoulder. He did get through the game and he's coming quite well today. We'll work through a process with Toby over the next couple of days to determine his availability this weekend. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> the medical staff have definitely got their work cut out for them Do at they the get moment. overtime? Yeah, it's, I don't know. I wonder Is if there they get... a union for <laughs> the Bulldogs medical staff? Imagine, yeah, it must Zimmerman, be... Gary's like, I haven't seen my family in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Gary Zimmerman is like, please come home. <laughs> Um, so those are the three positives, I suppose. The big negative is that Eastern Wood is probably out for the remainder of the season yeah. with a high-grade hamstring tear. Yeah, did you hear it? It was like, oh, I hope it's not off the bone. It's like, me too, Eastern. <laughs> yeah. Um, me too. Um, Tom Boyd dislocated his finger, um, but yeah, he's still considered a chance to Yeah, apparently, was it like the bone was out of the skin? Yeah, I read that I as well, which is awful. Look, if you're going to dislocate it, might as well go the whole lot. You know what I mean? Just really just mess it up. Yep. And the other, obviously, painful for Western Bulldogs fans and Supercoach owners all around is that Jack McRae is out for three, four weeks. Yeah, each. which is just enough that you got to trade him. So yeah. <laughs> Hit that trade button. He's Smash that MF trade button. <laughs> <laughs> if real Supercoach hours. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just like uh, I've tried so hard to remain positive. This season, um, but when you look, I'm just staring. And it's not wavering. Injury list. <laughs> <laughs> um, staring blankly at the injury list right now, and it's like cool. Yeah, it's rough. Cool, 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 cool. I really just don't have anything further to say on that, or I might burst into tears. But um, <clears throat> they don't deserve this. No. You know what I mean? Like, and it's true. Like, it would be interesting. I mean, North. We're playing North this weekend, which has been the like surprise packet. Mm. of the season, I would argue. I think a lot of people would have swapped, like, swapped Bulldogs with yeah. North in how they're going, and you would have assumed. But even North were like, it's because our injury list is so good mm. that we've been out of... Because not, they have one of the youngest lists in the comp, but they're consistently putting out one of the older teams yes. because the injury list is so good. Whereas we, we don't have a particularly old or young list. I think we're somewhere in the middle, but we're consistently putting out the youngest team because prior to the season starting... We had, like, two of our oldest players and, like, Tom the Pretoria, like, another experienced player, got yeah. out. So we've dropped a lot. Um, so well, it's, it'll be interesting to play North as well. I always think, I always think it's funny to play North because we almost merged sort of thing. And, yeah. like, you're kind of like, oh. Well, they did, like, there was a screenshot um, of the Western Bulldogs and North Melbourne, like, the comparative injury lists. North Melbourne have one, two, three, four, five on their injury list. Western Bulldogs have... Tom Boyd, Zane Cordy, Bailey Dale, Tory Dixon, Tim English, Tom Libba, Jack McRae, Dale Morris, Aaron Norton, 
Liam Picken, Red Path, Smith, Suckling, Webb, and Wood. So <laughs> they're, they're nowhere near each other. The Western Bulldogs have, I think, 27 available players to pick from. So that's uh, terrifying to think. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, it is. And, like, you look... I mean, we've got the double header at Eddie Head. <laughs> pardon me, which we can talk in a little bit more detail later on. But you can see all 27 available players on the one day. Yeah, that's it. You know? that's, I think that anyone will be like, oh, gosh, I hope I don't... I hope I get picked in the VFL. Like, ev- everyone's getting a game. Everyone's getting a- Get those games. Get that experience in. And who playing... And the best part is... We've only got 27 fit players, approximately. I don't want to... Don't quote me on that just in case, but let's just, let's go ahead and quote me on it regardless. Quoted. Just quote me. Um, <laughs> where am I going with this? Eddie had 27. With There's only 27. How many injuries, on average, do we get at Eddie had every time we play there? <laughs> 28. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just general math. It's not going to happen. Um, I'm looking forward to having... What is the rules if you don't have enough players to field a side? Duh. Is there Generally a mercy rule? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Surely we could like lift people off our rookie list or something like that. No, no, no. Like including. Oh, including rookies. Um, what's the What's the deal? Are you allowed to Bevo pick people from your VFO? Be- Bevo, <laughs> get, get Gia back. Just yeah. park him at full form. Kick a few snags. I'm sure someone will call for Fev to play. But, um, Fox footy Brad Johnson said, you always bring your boots and Bevo, I'm ready. So <laughs> get... Titus O'Reilly in his, um, like his uh, highly unhelpful guide to whatever round we're in said that like um, Western Bulldogs fans going to the game will have to pack their boots. Um, I will. I literally will. Because it'll be like, oh, we're out of players. Who wants? Who wants? Who wants to come in? Yeah, I'm not being funny, but I had a real good game <laughs> for my team last weekend. I am more than happy to come in. Have like the highlights real ready to go as well. Just yeah, show them like the I did play rough, but I will. <laughs> I will take on Todd Goldstein. It'll free up Boyd. Boyd can go in the forward exactly. line. Exactly. Awesome. I literally like. I'm not even joking. I would love to play a game for the Bulldogs. <laughs> like, just just hop on. Just hop over the fence. Um, Jump on. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I could get behind that. Um, in the VFL, just so someone can go up. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I'm more than happy. Like, I will... Yeah. I'll man up on someone. Speaking of the VFL, uh, they beat Coburg by 10 points down at Piranha Park, which is still my favourite name for a stadium. The, the AFL-listed boys did really well. Josh Dunkley had 25 disposals, 9 tackles, so expect him to... Potentially come back into the team. And I Lin don't Jong. know what to expect anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Lin Jong had 25, two tackles, four inside 50s. Marcus Adams, who I've admittedly forgotten a little bit about, Ooh. had a kick to goal, had 13 He kicked a goal? Yeah. It was Why a, is he in the forward line? Well, I feel like before I got injured last year, he was used as a bit of a swingman. Oh, that's true, I guess. Lewis Young, who was on our podcast a few weeks ago, had five marks, 16 disposals, and Fergus Green kicked two goals and had 18 disposals, which yeah, is Yeah, I saw awesome. um, Bulldogs Online on Facebook was like, ooh, could be a chance to come in. I'm like, who has been repping <laughs> him? Who has been repping him for weeks now, <laughs> thinking that he will come in? Bailey Dale was out. We're like, Fergus can come in. Tori Dixon out. We're like, Fergus going to come in. Maybe now is his chance. Mm. We can get right behind him. <laughs> Um, they're playing North Kennel Melbourne right before the ones play at Etihad, which I Not like. It's right before. Well, double header still. That's There's what a massive gap between the games. How early are they playing? Do you have any? Three thirty. Oh god. So if you're going to get there, make sure you pack a little bit to eat. Yeah. Um, do something in between because that is a big gap. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm not happy about it. Um, I saw as well they listed um, Angus Monfrey's 26 disposals on one goal. See hey. co-captain Will Hayes 23 disposals, five tackles. Um, and Josh Prodden, two goals, five tackles, um, with the best performed VFL list players. And I saw somebody um, online being like, when are we going to give Hayes a game in the ones? <laughs> he's been ripping it up. And like, yes, he has been ripping it up. He's been very consistent, but he's not on our list. Could you imagine but, if we just did that? It was just like, VFL, you could pick anyone you want. But like, what happens if you put a bloke on the... And like, commentators now are shocking at identifying which players are which. What happens if you, we just put Will Hayes in a different jumper, put him on the field, he looks kind of like this guy, we just put him on the field. Mm. What is the punishment? Again, I have another <laughs> question about putting VFL players in your ones because you have so many injuries or because your players aren't performing. Like, what What are the rules around that? You're scoping this out because you are Will literally going to try to go onto the VFL game on I am. Uh, what Saturday happens Arlo? if I dress? <laughs> I have, I'm not being funny. I have a full Bulldogs kit at home <laughs> and I will wear it. 
Make sure you bring your mouth guard as well. Oh, yeah. Look, I'll keep it in the one bag. I bring my own ball, too. <laughs> strap your knee before the game because, you know, it's Eddie Hard. Yeah, well, I, I strap, my, <laughs> strap my knee anyway. <laughs> so I'm legit. But um, strapping <laughs> makes me feel good. So, oh, great. Um, me and Will Hayes, watch out. Yep. For us, I'll cut my. I, I actually recently cut. My, it's not. It's probably. It's shorter than Rock Smith's. Oh. Which I noticed he had it out the other game, and I thought risky business, mm. Rock. But imagine if it gets in gets in the way of your eyes when what you're trying you to catch the ball. What if you go to breathe in because you're working so hard and you, go, <laughs> and you suck your hair and do that's disgusting. <laughs> Ugh. That's horrible. But anyway, me and Will Hayes, watch out. Uh, Nuffy of the week. We had one sent in from Lee, and he was slamming Shory from Three AW because, as we just spoke about, um, and you Which got very Shor- fired up Shor- about. Who? Oh, I don't know. Shory. Shory. Who's is that? Shory from Three AW quoted saying, "I reckon you've nearly got to tell Tom Boyd. How about we take a bit of your pay packet, bit off your pay packet, do the right thing by us, and take a bit of pressure off you." What does that even mean? Uh, I don't know, Shory. Just it's been done. It's been said. Shut up. Who's, who's paying? Somebody's replied to the tweet, what is Shaw paid by 3AW? Because if I were them, I'd be asking for it back. Thank well, you. that's the thing. Like, at Mickey G4. <laughs> which other profession do we know about their pay packet? Like, I don't think anyone would know what Shaw is getting paid, and no one's asking for is him to it? give some money back. Which Shaw is it? Tony Shaw? I don't even know. Um, but then the comment, there's just like Tom yeah, Boyd's Tony celebration. Shaw. Uh, Tony Shaw. Um, I, if I'm not... Wrong. Is this the bloke? Yeah, you know he is a also a real estate agent. Oh, really? Yeah, around my neck of the woods. So oh, I'm going to come into his office. Well, and just, I'm going to come in there and I'm going to take some money out of the till of the real estate agent. Do the right thing by us, Tony, and we'll do the right Every thing by you. Every day I drive past a picture of his fat, <laughs> 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 and I'm sick of it. I'm coming for you. I just have so much like anger, like. I just, I really actually, now you've put the idea in my head of playing uh, for the Bulldogs on the weekend, I'm ready to go. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Operation Get Me <laughs> um, Put me on the ground. The All of the replies to the tweet are just like gifts of Tom Boyd celebrating, yeah. holding up the Premiership Cup, um, Toby McLean jumping around him after he kicks the goal. It's, it's fantastic. It was a good response. But like, I don't get it. How about we take a bit of your pay packet? Do the right thing by us. It's un-Australian to... Ooh! <laughs> the big guns! <laughs> Un-Australian to, like, ask to be... Have to give back money for not doing your job. Like Yes, exactly. exactly. I like to go think that when I get employed that I can get Slap paid... Slap off as to... much as I want because I've been contracted to get an X amount an hour because exactly. I'm casual. But, um, yeah, I was going to say... Ooh. Hope my job doesn't. Uh, Tony Shaw, glad Tony Shaw is my boss. Mm. But, uh, Can't wait until I'm an employee. Like, you know what? I probably don't deserve this much money. I haven't been working that hard. I'm really, Yeah, really but sorry. I don't get it. Like, do the right thing by us. By the right thing. But the right thing to do is get back to form. <laughs> yeah. And I would imagine he's trying. And I would imagine the club is also trying to help him. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, that's just a nuffy statement. What does that even mean? You yeah. know what I mean? Let's go to a funny Go back to selling houses, Tony. <laughs> Moron. <laughs> <laughs> we have to credit um, Nuffies on AFL pages for this one, but it was too good not to put in here. Um, they've blanked out the name, so we'll call them Let's Ronaldo. Let's call them Cristiano. Cristiano. Uh, Chriso. Chriso said, I've been watching a fair bit of the World Cup this week. World Cup, it, one word. World Cup, one word, this week, and it got me thinking. Uh, with the recent success of code swappers Mason Cox and Carmichael Hunt, I think we should make a serious play to big-name soccer player. Someone like Ronaldo. He kicked three goals against Spain, who have one of the best defences in the world. He would be very dangerous on the forward flank, I reckon. Would be good for membership as well, having such a big name at the club. We might not be able to match the money he's getting now, but there is some room in our cap, and he would get to experience playing in our famous jumper. And to me, that's more important than money. What do you think, guys? Go doggies. Surely this is taking the piss. <laughs> the like, more if you I read have it. to use... yeah. Carmichael Hunt <laughs> as an example. As a successful example. Like, exactly. To, if you have to use the Chuck AFL Israel career... Chuck as well. If you have to use the <laughs> AFL career of Carmichael Hunt to support your argument, surely you are taking the piss. Like... It's a very great good troll if he, if he is. Because it's because he's, he's written it so well. And he's acknowledged that how stupid the idea is. Like, yeah, well, he's pro- we're probably very... not going to be able to match it, but we've got some room in the salary, so... 
That's what Tony Shaw was talking about. Mm. Let's take a bit of money off Tom Boyd's contract. <laughs> Give it to Ronaldo. But uh, can you imagine? Like, I, it's just so bad that it has to be fake. You mm. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm literally speechless. <laughs> We're gonna put that. I'll put that up on Facebook. You can vote uh, for whether you think Tony's more of a nuffy or whether Chris O's a big nuffy. Let's preview the game on Saturday in the AFL because yeah. obviously the obvious exclusions are Easton Wood and Jackson McRae. There's in, like question marks over Tom Boyd and McLean. Hopefully and they, Bont. And the well. Bont. Gosh. Uh, but who do you Woo! see? <laughs> who do you see coming in for Easton and Jackson McRae? Um, potentially Marcus Adams in mm-hmm. for Wood or Dal Morris if he is right. I don't mind if Dal Morris doesn't play, even though I love him with all my heart because... Like, if he gets injured again, I will probably um, pack my bags and start a new life on the road. (laughs) That doesn't involve AFL football or any sport of any kind. Fair enough. Um, Uh, (laughs) That's where I'm going with that. So I assume it's Marcus Adams to come in or potentially Lewis Young. Yep, that's a good point. Um, Norton is in the mix. I reckon he should come back through the VFL just because he's not that old, just to get a bit of... um, Yeah, fair enough fitness back um, in terms of who else would go out Honeychurch or Daniel Shane Turnover Bix potentially I love him again with my whole heart but um, just hasn't been doing butchered it a bit yeah you could say he butchered it a bit on, um, on the weekend in my game that I mentioned that I played really well in if any uh, Western Bulldogs recruiters are listening yeah AFLW <laughs> Western Bulldogs recruiter <laughs> oh yeah well any sort of Bulldogs <laughs> recruiter just letting you know. No, but I did. We had to wear clash currencies, so we got to pick a different number. Ooh. And I thought, I'm going to pick number 24, aka the number of Shane Easy. Biggs. Played my best game for the season. Oh, so well hopefully I can channel those good football energies to the number 24, mm-hmm. Shane Biggs. Um, and uh, we'll see how he goes. Be reciprocated by all number 24s. Um. Yeah, I wonder who took back for the Western Bulldogs. Exactly. Bulldogs related 24s only. <laughs> Not for North Melbourne Western yeah. uh, 24s. Uh, Big Ben Brown will be an interesting one. I yep. can sort of see uh, Cordy playing on him. Yeah, I think. Um, and I, I think it'll be a good battle. Both are in some really good form. Um, interesting. One's got the big hair and one's got the big moustache. Hey. Just a bit of... Um, I wonder if that'll make it onto... Aesthetic... The pre-game like matchup thing that Channel Seven like to do. They bloody love talking. The old blokes love talking about haircuts. Mm. Like they cannot get enough of it. <laughs> and it's like it's it's 2018, guys. Yep. You can have whatever haircut you want. The good news is we don't have to stress because Jared Waite isn't playing. Yes, because I did say that. I was like, look, seems like a nice bloke, but um, he actually is a nice bloke. I used to play with his wife, and he would come to all our games. So. <laughs> Wait, probably. You know what is funny about him being so injured? Not like haha, but he's probably seen more of my games than I've seen. Of his. <laughs> because I used to play with his wife. His wife used to play with me. But like, what's his? Is his wife um, injury prone as well, or is she a pretty good footballer? She was pretty good. Mm. She was funny. Oh, I like cool. her. She's a nice lady. Nice, beautiful family. So unfortunate for him, but hopefully he gets back to play against somebody else. I think he could have honestly been one of like the best key forwards. Yeah. Um, of the modern game, if it wasn't for the fact that he's so injury prone. So, oh, for sure. Um, lucky for us this week, but unfortunate for him because I think he, um, it's I think when he retires that it'll be a lot of like what ifs, if not from him himself, yeah. but from the whole of the football community to as to how good he could have been. Absolutely. Um, this week's Harmony game, um, yeah. and Jason Johannesson did a bit of the media round yesterday. Um, yeah. So him and Magic Door had a nice few photo ops mm-hmm. um, I'm glad that AFL pictures turned out nicely because the ones that the Bulldogs just posted like from their phone on the Twitter the lighting was so bad Ooh. but I think it was to not get in the way of the professional photographers so that was all fine um, I thought it was interesting in the article um, JJ was talking about um, how he came to Australia and he um, obviously from South Africa um, and helped like playing footy made him um, like helped him integrate into the community and like had, gave him like friends mm. and things like that. And he used to play rugby union, which I thought was. Oh, I wonder if that interesting because he has like that but line play, breaking pace. I wonder yeah, if do that they comes play from union you? more in Af- South Africa than? Yes, so league, league league was kind of like a an Australian invention. Oh, there you go. In the, okay. Yeah, I don't so know too much about unions. The, the, the international game and 
league is more of a, an Australian code. Ah, interesting. So there you go. Play in Union came to the Bulldogs after some years of filling in for his cousin's team, I think it was. So, you know, very exciting for JJ. It's lovely um, to hear that, like, that the, the, you know, footy was used for him as, like... Yes, because I think at the end of the day, that's, like, uh, going back to my earlier rant about having, like... At the end of the day, it is just football, and it is just a vehicle of, in like... Not necessarily inclusion, but like good times. Right? It's, and you strip it back. It's just about. And people fun. take it so seriously. And I did want to bring up because it is the Harmony game. Um, there was in a school footy match, um, there was a 17 year old boy. Um, his family's from South Sudan. Um, they said they fled South Sudan. So mm. I assume he, um, or potentially like refugee status. Um, his name is Nagor Akur. I hope I pronounced that right, but. I mean, people pronounce my name wrong all the time, so we move on. Um, Yamaha. Yeah, thank you. Um, he was part of a team from Geelong College, and they were playing Haleybury College, which recently has had a lot of players um, drafted. I think that's year the one that Lloydy coaches, isn't it? Oh, I think Lloydy coaches Haleybury. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Well, I hope Lloydy has a word to this kid because right. um, they were playing a public school match, and one of the opposition players started saying um, like a few racist remarks to him. Like I won't necessarily. Uh, he just he gave an example of one of them, but I don't think it's necessary to say no. it. Um, I walked up to him and said, like, you're trying to be racist. And the guy turned around and said to him, yeah, I am. What are you going to do? And so he just, like, pushed him. Who? And then the guy turned around and he punched him, I think, in the face. And he's, he was bleeding from his face. Like, he got, yeah, a strike on the jaw. Lost a, a witness few teeth. said, Yeah, he lost a few teeth. Like, it looked deliberate is what one witness said. Like, obviously, he fell to the ground. There's blood coming out of his mouth. Um, he's got. He had to go to hospital in an ambulance, um, and somebody said it looked more like a traffic accident trauma than a schoolboy fight, um, and things like that. And like obviously, his mum was really sad about it and stuff like that. And I was just like, well, I'm glad. Hopefully, I mean, hope I hope somebody heard about this because it would be. It's nice to kind of for harmony day give this guy like a bit of a, you know, come and do something nice with the club or something like that because... Right? It's... it's, it's I, just, this hasn't been given enough. Um, I thought when I first saw this article, I was like, my God, this is huge. This is going to, like... Yeah. Could you imagine being like from Haleybury and thinking... and beat up, like, on the mm, footy field. In the year when a... Um, I can't remember which college it was, but one of the assistant principals cut someone's hair oh and that God, got so much attention. Thing, who gives yeah. a rats? Um, I was thinking, wow, this is huge, like private schools around Melbourne are going to explode at this. But mm. um, it's definitely like, what been kind of behavior suppressed. Is that? Um, yeah, I think it's awful. And I agree. I think it'd be great if the club could do something, like yeah. get him to the game or, you know. Do something. So I'm not sure how to go about this, but I might. I don't know. I don't know how to go about this sort of thing. <laughs> but, to, like, I don't know. Like, I just felt like I had to talk about it because it is one of, like, it's just horrible. Like, I don't yep. understand who thinks that they can talk to other people like that. And then not only to be, like, racially, not, or, or, like, taunted, but then to be actually hit so badly. Yeah. Like, this Haleybury kid, I hope... I mean, he's probably just a crap player, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And he's, like, upset because, like, he's playing badly. Um, He takes it out on other people because he hasn't been raised right and probably the private school system has... Failed him. Failed him, yes. Look, I'm not going to go into my views about private schools because of those I have a few, but, um, I yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, the worst thing I've ever heard, and I thought, well, not the worst, but well, up there. Ever. Up there with terrible, terrible stuff, and I think, like, and that's what I think upsets me the most is because, like, footy is meant to be for everybody. That's what I think is so good about football, mm. but hopefully it starts off this sort of thing never happening again because I... I'm quite mad about it. I'm quite mad about a lot of things this week, and this is right up there. I think it has the, there's there's a lot to say about when the Western Bulldogs lose. I know I become mad about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, not that this wouldn't make me mad if the Bulldogs had won, but I think it just exacerbates everything. Um, wrapping up the show today, there's a little bit of social media news, and the first one was um, <clears throat> a graphic where they've ad- edited an Essendon shirt on Mitch Wallace. Yeah, I just wanted to put this in because it gave me a horrible fright, mm. and I hate it, and I hate whoever mocked it up, and I wish it never happened. Yep, looks awful. And it looks last- terrible. Oh, it just doesn't sit well. It, it's jarring. <laughs> Jarring's a good word. The one that isn't jarring is that Caesar 
our beloved um, mascot. Bulldog. Gonna, he's going to be a dad. He's going to be a dad. I didn't think he was old enough to be a dad. No. So, see, <laughs> so he early went through puberty quite early. <laughs> he matured quick. He did. Even looking at the photo of him, he looks like he's a bit like, oh, no. Like he looks a bit um, scared of his decisions, potentially. I don't know. Is he okay? Caesar's, but, I mean, congratulations, uh, Caesar. Congrats, Caesar. Congratulations to Caesar's baby mama. Um, I love that. That's like the one of the the Western Bulldogs must have sat around like a board meeting. They're like, we need some good news for this week. What's happening? Let's get. What see- if it's made up? <laughs> yes, scandal. Scandal. Yeah, exactly. Fake pregnancy. No, but like, get him in the leadership group. Like I said at the start <laughs> of the podcast, need more dads at the club for yes. that perspective and leadership. So if Caesar's going to be a dad, I'm all for it. Yep. In. All right, that sounds good. Uh, great show. Let's hope the dogs get the win on the weekend against North Melbourne. And we'll be back next week.